वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटी समप्रभा निर्विघ्न कुर मे देव सर्वकारेशु सर्वदा ओम श्री गणेशाय नमः ओम श्री सद्गुरुभ्यो नमः ओम भगवते श्री स्वामी नारायणाय नमः ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय ओम नम शिवाय ओम सर्वंगलमंगल्ये शिवे सर्वार्थ साधिके शरण्य त्र्यंबके गौरी नारायणी नमोस्तुते श्री गुरुस्तोत्र ओम अखंड मंगलाकार व्याप्त मेन चराचर तत्पदम दर्शित मेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम अज्ञानतिरा ज्ञाजन शलाकया चक्षु मिलत मेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम गुर्ब्रह्मा गुर्विष्णु गुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुदेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम ओम वेलकम टू डेली सत्संग वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर कॉन्टम्प्लेशन on the extraordinary charitras that are shown in the various puranas and other hindu scriptures sanatan dharma scriptures that are of ancient you know from ancient times where uh, bhagwan vedvyas ji has uh, dictated them in the sanskrit language in the form of 18 puranas along those lines we are contemplating our daily um, uh, satsang on various topics and we are examining the form of bhagwan shiv particularly and the guru tatva connected with that so the part of the verse that is gurudevo maheshwara we are expanding upon that to some extent of course and particularly to examine a bit further the um the glory of bhagwan shankar holding this bowl of poison you know so continuing from yesterday yesterday i had talked about the act of holding the poison so there are four stages here there is the act of holding the poison then there is the actual placing the poison in the mouth and then there is the act of swallowing to some extent and then the act of holding in the neck and then also the great goddess holds the neck of bhagwan shiv for further protection so that is then there is a form of the goddess actually uh, and i'll show you what that is it's actually called let me see here there's a name here uh it's a, it's here it's called vishvakantha vishvakantha that is the name of the uh, shiva actually but um let me see okay with both hands thus earning the name vishvakantha there's a name of the of the goddess that actually has that uh, I, i thought i had it here somewhere anyway i i'll have to look it up and see but this is a very profound and very significant charitra see the incarnations of god the stories in the puranas the uh existence of our life in the human form these are all connected together because each charitra 
of the incarnations in human form or like what Bhagwan Shiv, this is you know not in the human form, in some divine transcendental state, these things have happened about the churning of the ocean and then the poison coming out and Bhagwan Shiv and Kailas drinking, the, whatever that may be. Some people say it is some mythological thing and all, but it may not be completely mythological, it's probably metaphysical. Uh, and then whatever the metaphysics of it may be, uh, it is very applicable in our life. Everything is for us only. This point should be clear. Every scripture, every form of the, the different deities, every mantra, every everything that has been constructed or given in the Sanatana Dharma is for every human being to realize the Atma and the Paramatma. That's its purpose. So along those lines, along those lines, um, there are four stages in terms of understanding the glory of Bhagwan Shiv drinking this poison. Yesterday we were talking about just holding the poison, what that means. And today I want to go a bit further and see see if I can um, hold on one second here and and see if I can exp kind of uh, go into um, what it means to drink the poison. See, in our life, we come across innumerable circumstances and situations that we do not like. But not liking a situation, circumstance, some object, sense object is one thing. But that situation, circumstance, object, person becoming poisonous for us is another thing. For example, if I take a gulab jam and if, if I like it very much and it's nice and fresh and bought the chai with enough sugar and all the sauce and everything, ah, this is beautiful. But if it's a spoiled gulab jam, if it's been spoiled, it's, oh, you cannot, you can smell, oh, you don't even want to put inside, you can, will not want to put inside your mouth. And by mistake, if you put it, you'll spit it out. That is something which is spoiled and all and something which we don't like. Even if it's not spoiled, if something, if we don't like the gulab jam, we say, it's, I'm sure it's made well, but, uh, but I don't want to eat it right now. I, you know, you, I don't like it. That feeling comes. But now go further. What if there is, what if there is a liquid that doesn't have any taste, but it is poison. You drink it, you die. Obviously, we cannot take that. But that's the fact of life. That there are these different situations and circumstances that range from, from what we like to what we don't like, to the dislikes, and then to those that are poisonous situations that are aimed for destruction. That do happen. Not in everybody's life, but they happen in many people's lives under different circumstances. That there is a destructive force that's come out. A poisonous force that's come out. People have killed each other over some, some food item, even in the homes. Husband has, there's incidences in, in India and in, in this world, in this country also. Domestic violence and all that. Because some food item was not made to the right way, the husband has killed the wife. This has happened also. There are many documented incidences of this type. This is poison. 
the rage, the violence, the 7,000 human wars, it's all poison. Humanity hurting each other, all poison that has come out. So Bhagwan Shankar, in the word Shankar means one who is giving happiness, Ananda. He puts the poison in the mouth. See the Charitra. What does it mean for us? There are circumstances and times where the poison is going to be in our mouth. Meaning what? Something destructive is going on. And you have to hold it within you. you have, you're going to begin to... See, when you put the, it's, it's going to be painful. It, it's going to create, it's going to start a certain reaction. You have to know how to deal with that reaction. For example, if a family conflict is going on, or some other situation, some other difficulty is going on in life that is of destructive nature, one has to have the intelligence in how to navigate through that difficulty by taking care of that difficulty, not simply escaping from it, not simply shunning it, not simply suppressing it, not just getting overwhelmed and destroying yourself. One has to be able to hold it ultimately in the neck. That's what Shiva is saying. And then transform it. That's the fourth, that's the fourth stage. So just, just, just right now, I just want to talk about what it feels like. But the feeling is, is terrible. Human feelings, you know, in our system, we wind up getting hurt so many times because of circumstance outside, because of some people around us, because of professional problems or because of some, some internal vasanas and desires. We are hurt. Humanity is tormented again and again and again in two ways, externally and internally. And that poison keeps coming up. That poison doesn't seem to go away. And we see that again and again. We see the same cycles repeating again and again and again. And that is because we do not even know how to stop generating that poison that is damaging all of us. But if it, when it comes out, yes, you've got, you've got to deal with it. You've got to, uh, you've got to put it in the, in the sense that you don't have a choice. Some, some terrible situation comes about, you've got to, you're in that. What are you going to do? So that's, that's putting the poison in the mouth. When you put the, meaning what? It's poison. It's not just, just stuff that you don't like. Bhagwan Shiv puts it in the mouth with tremendous composure. Stita Pragnata. He doesn't get disturbed. He doesn't get agitated. He doesn't spit it out and throw it on hundred other people. He doesn't get internally worked up because of it. He's untouched, even though he knows what it is, he can taste what it is, but he's not going to allow it to destroy anybody else. Yehi sant ki stiti hai. Sant means what? Saintliness is what after all? An example of Mother Teresa, we know that. Look at her life. She drank this poison again and again, but, but 
But the grace of God was constantly bubbling with compassion and joy. So many states in Swaminarayan Sampradaya, there was a Yogiji Maharaj and gurus that are present. Different gurus, I just, these are some people that I know that I'm just giving reference. They keep transforming. Every saint, Ramakrishna Paramahansa, whoever, whoever it is, we don't, we are, some names we're giving. Most of the enlightened saints, we don't even know their names. They're not known to the public. And that is the glory of Shiva. That the opening of the third eye and, and putting the poison in the mouth are very much together. In our life circumstances, so many things have happened, continue to happen and will happen that have that poisonous aspect, which is destructive, potentially devastating, potentially destructive, potentially damaging. And it can happen in so many ways. It's really something. Sometimes you are in a group of friends. I'll give some very simple practical analogies here. Let's say you have a friend circle. Let's say there's five families that are together for 20 years. Lots of good feelings and this and that, so many things. But somebody starts some rumor, something or other, starts creating trouble somewhere because they're suffering. So, you know, this is what happens. When we suffer, when somebody suffers, that person wants to add to the suffering by causing suffering in others. This is the human tragedy, actually. I don't know how else to put it. When, when one person, when an individual suffers, you know, there's that expression, misery loves company. So that one poisonous thing, it is then spread to others. And I've seen this actually, this is not theoretical, I've seen it happen many times with so many groups of friends and families also. One thing, somebody starts even the smallest taking fault with somebody, doing something, and then that thing spreads. It begins to spread and a 20-year relationship with close friends can be obliterated within 5 to 10 minutes. I've seen it actually, this is not theoretical. This is the poison. This is because whoever heard those words from others did not know how to keep it inside and leave it alone. And the one who was speaking it out is suffering from inside. That's why they're speaking it out. Small, 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 small things built up. You know, this happens in social circles and family. It happens in work environments almost all the time. Because there's a hierarchy. So many things are there. There's a boss, there's this, there's expectations. That, then there's racism, then there's the, you know, pay differentials. and All this mess is there in, inside the sansar. And as a result of that, humanity is poisoned over and over and over again because of their unending conflicts. And the suffering. That's why there are so many mental health problems. Maximum medications are given on the, in, in, in psychiatry. My brother is a pharmacist. He tells me 70-80% of all the medications are psych meds. More than the physical health problems that are prescribed, that are, that are dispensed. Why is that? There's so much internal pain and suffering that humanity has caused to itself. 
Bhagwan Shankar is teaching us with tremendous grace. What more Krupa can anybody have? He's, he's saying, I'm ready to take the poison. Nobody else was ready. That is the glory of the enlightened sages. Enlightened sages are those, this is their enlightenment. It's not enlightened sages are sitting on some big pedestals or giving big pravachans and, and, and having thousands of people uh, run after them and give them garlands and, and start singing their bhajans. And that is not any form, that has nothing to do with enlightenment at all, zero. If anybody is thinking that, that is a big mistake. And if anybody wants to be in that situation, to be other people's guru and all that, that's not any, any kind of guru. That is in fact completely antithetical to the idea of a guru. To want to become somebody's guru, if that desire comes up, that means that person is not guru. One who is real guru doesn't even say that I am the guru. Never even says that. Never even thinks that actually. That thought doesn't even come that I am somebody's guru. And when that thought doesn't come that I am somebody's guru, hence Guru Devo Maheshwara, that is the guru. Because it, it's like the sun that is just shining. The sun is not saying, I am shining for all of you. There's only the shining of the light, divine light, that's all. Divya Prakash. And that's the whole point. Bhagwan Shiv takes the poison that, that comes out from this churning and he's the Mahadev. He, he puts it in the mouth. Do you not think that there is the most horrific taste of that poison? How terrible it is. Look in our own lives. Somebody says one word to us. Eki shabda koi bolta hai, which we don't like. What do we feel inside our system? We feel angry, we feel growth, we feel this, we want, to do, we want to say something right away. There's so much of a reaction that is going on. That reaction, just because somebody said one small negative thing to me, Sachin did this, Sachin said this, something there, and I am reactive all of a sudden. All of a sudden the poison... The poison shows up from inside of me. Bhagwan Shiva is taking other people's poison. He, he doesn't generate poison himself. We generate the poison. Hence, what he's saying, if you are generating the poison, you know what the teaching is there? Take it out and put it inside the bowl. That that's not me. In Bhagwan Swaminarayan's Vedras scripture, the first thing he has stated to the Paramahansas there, he says that the, the different... Kaam, Krod, Lob, Mohai, these doshas that come up, you are the witness who, you know, Drashta, Chu, I am the witnessing consciousness of all of this. Bring it out of your system. Buddha said the same thing. Bhagavad Gita says the same thing. Every great saint says the same thing. That do not identify with the poisonous reaction that is going on. Bring it out and hold it in your head. And, and bring it out and see it, observe it, choiceless awareness. And then put it back in your mouth. Now this is interesting. Put it back in your mouth, come back to it again and transform the reaction into Amrit. 
Wow. Who can do that? Who knows how to do that? Come on. That is Adhyatma. That is Sanatana Dharma. That is being human. That is being a true human being. That is being, that is a divinity that is erupting. That is the Guru Tattva inside of us. Guru Devo Maheshwara. Gurus are on the outside. The, the Gurus on the outside are just the beginning, folks. This internal game that is being played with energy, that is the real Guru. The ability to recognize the internally generated reaction and to recognize it as poisonous for oneself and for others, that gyan is the opening of the third eye and that is bhakti. In Shikshapatri, Sajanan Swami Maharaj has said the definition of bhakti is tremendous love for God with mahima, with glory. Sneho bhaktis chamadave. When devotion erupts from within, the power within us transmutes and it will prevent even it will prevent the poisonous reaction from erupting. That is the power of bhakti. That is why in the third eye location in Shikshapatri Maharaj has written there. That, that is the, that the kumkum that is placed here in the middle of the forehead, it is to be offered to Lakshmiji and Radhika ji. And then from there, Prasadi, Prasadi is a Gujarati word, that means that their divine touch. And we offer that. Isn't it true in the Lakshmi temples and all that? We offer the kumkum is there all the time. So that the deity can touch the kumkum and then we take it and put it on our forehead. Why? What is the purpose behind all of those kumkum and koti kumkum, archanas and all those things that are going on? In all the, what is all of that thing? That is so that the devotional power awakens from within. And when devotional power awakens from within, the power of bhakti is so, is so intense that it will prevent the poisonous reaction from the system from coming, from even starting. But if it does start, bhakti power is so much, by the grace of the Paramatma, the poison comes up right away. You can see it right away. That's why in Vachanamrutam, the very first Vachanamrut, Sajanan Swami Maharaj, he said, he defined what is Maya. He said, in Gujarat, he said, Bhagwan nu dhyan karta adu avine avran kare ene Maya kaye. Meaning that when you are contemplating on God, meditating on God, connecting with Paramatma, whatever obstruction comes, that is Maya. And that obstruction, one gets the intelligence to recognize the obstruction. You see the obstruction. Oh. And immediately, because of awakened intelligence and awakened realization, one doesn't identify with that obstruction, leaves it alone. And in leaving it alone, it goes away naturally. So that's the, that's the point that, yes, you do taste the difficulty that comes out. But the power of bhakti is such that it destroys that poison right away. Somebody on the outside is giving us, you know, making some negative statements, comments, 
whatever. It doesn't touch anybody inside. I mean, simple, simple things like being stuck in a traffic jam. Our day-to-day routine is interrupted somehow. Small, small things, they disturb us so much. And then the bigger things can happen, which are more difficult to handle. Somebody passes away in, in the family. You know, something like that happens. Something that we want badly doesn't happen. That's the, one of the biggest poisons in life. It doesn't get fulfilled. Oh, I'm sad, I'm tormented, I'm this, I'm that. Angry, upset. All of this is there. Not to mention the, the difficulties that come from the nature. Tornadoes, hurricanes, these are called trantap in Gujarati language. And everybody in, is stuck inside that. You know, so there, there are constant, this constant battle is going on even with nature. That's why we have, you know, we have technology that's developed. We have air conditioners in the house and we have heaters in the house and we have roofs and we have this and that. Because we are wanting to protect ourselves from the onslaught of nature. Yes, we want to respect nature. Of course, we want to integrate with nature. But we also have to protect ourselves from the forces of nature too. So all of that is part of this living in this material world. And, all, and, and that's where the human intelligence has, has progressed to such a level where we, can, we are now masters of the material world to the large extent. I mean, masters in the sense we control, the, the human beings control the, 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 material, the material world and all the species. Right, so there's that a- aspect also, but 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 in doing so, human ego comes and winds up destroying so much, and in, in that destruction is destroying himself only. So, not generating the poison is the is the biggest truth. But when it does come about, you know, when you're when you're putting the poison, when you're putting something you don't like in your mouth, you hate, you cannot even stand it for a second. Poison? My God! How terrible! Halal it is called. Vish, halal, vish. And in that state, Bhagwan Shiv is incredibly steady. Tremendous stirta, monkey stirta. Yehi nahi hoti. And it's the extreme example. It's one thing, you know, in day to day, small, small things, we can probably remain steady, maybe, if we, if, if even that. But when, when, destructive, very difficult situations come about, one has to be so internally strong, so much strength is required from within. And that strength is called bal, in Gujarati language it's called balio, balio bhakta, one who has got tremendous strength from within to handle what may, because of the great faith in Paramatma, great faith, Shraddha Ashray, holding on to the feet of the Lord. That tremendous faith is there. Tremendous latching on is there. And because of that, the power increases from within and you are able to handle whatever may come. Come what may, this too shall pass. And the experience 
is so much against what we want. I mean, you know, the, the, the terrible thing to hold, to, to go through that, and then to hold it in the neck, I'll talk about that tomorrow, that there's two more steps. That is a swallowing step, and then there's the holding step. There's two more. We'll spend two more days on this. But just right now, when you put the, when Shiva's putting the poison in the mouth, don't you think he's tasting it, if you look at it from our level at least? How terrible must be that? Sometimes poisons don't have taste, they just interact. But assume for a moment that it has the most horrific taste. You know this happens to us, right? We go somewhere and some smell is there and we say, oh, this is the most terrible smell. I want nothing to do with this. It happens, right? Or you see something that is so... You know, for example, even if you go through really dilapidated, impoverished neighborhoods, or you see the images on TV, but even if you go to Philadelphia many times, or even in the Wilmington, there are some areas that are so poor and so run down. And you just feel like what humanity has come to, and you don't want to stay there. And you get fear and afraid and all this, that what is this? We cannot stand that even. We don't like that even. We can, you know, but to be able to be with all of that, this is one of the greatest things about Bhagwan Shiv. He doesn't reject any experience. And he's the only one that doesn't reject any experience. He says, everybody's mine. And all experiences are mine. That's the more interesting part. Including this holding of this poison. All experiences of life are his. He says, I'm with everyone. Everybody can come to me. Everybody can resonate with me because he doesn't judge anybody. He doesn't criticize anybody. He doesn't see the fault of anybody. He doesn't try to impose himself on anybody. He is the greatest of devotees, Bhakta. And for those who believe he's the Lord, he's the greatest of the Lord. For those who are Shiv Bhakta. He doesn't, he doesn't um, have any sense that nobody is his. Everybody is his. Every living being is his. What a, what a state of realization and consciousness. This is the progression for us to make that whatever is going on, what the poisons of the world are endless. There's no end to this and the problems and the difficulties in the world. But the, liber the liberated being who is in Shiva consciousness, Guru Devo Maheshwara, that being is holding the whole world within and particularly all the poisons of the world within. But more than that even, is tasting then, is, is aware. It means what? When you put the poison in, your, in the mouth, or and Shiva is putting it deliberately. It's in our situation, we are generating it from inside, and others are generating it for us here, we're shoving it down our throat. That's a, that's a different, different uh, matter. He is deliberately putting it. We are deliberately creating it, and others who have created it are, are shoving it down our throat. That is the jiva. 
And the Shiva is one who is deliberately putting it for the benefit of the others. See the massive difference between the two? It's tremendous. It's Jamin Asman ka farak hai isme. Ek ek charitra. Hamare jo sanatan dharma mein jo charitra hai, sab avtaron ke, bhagwan ke, sant ke, incredible. Iska koi comparison nahi. There's no comparison with anything compared to that. Because it is liberation, it is jivan mukti, adbhut bhatisam. It is so, so tremendous. There, are, there is no end to all this. You know, as Sachin is talking here, even though Sachin is speaking all this thing, this is only a tiny little attempt to, as a seva at the feet of the Lord so that we can get blessings. This is very beyond. We can't imagine these things. Can you imagine go, going into this sansar, going into the poorest of places or into the richest of neighborhoods? Like in here in Delaware, we have this Greenville. It's a high level, you know, million, multi-million dollar homes. And then we have the people living in the housing, you know, the, the uh, substandard housing, almost governmental housing. Extremely poor people. Go into both places and bless everyone and see them with the same vision. Is that possible? What, what is that vision I want to see? Who what in the world is that vision? Okay, can, we, can we have the same love, affection, compassion for both extremes? And bless everyone? So, for, so that everyone can progress? See what the Veda teaches. Let good thoughts come from all sides. What Shikshapatri says, Sarva Jiva Hitabaha, what the great sages have said, that they are constantly flowing with divine power, divine compassion. They're, they're, they're doing two things. As I mentioned yesterday, from the Vachanamurut, like the Vardhavana Lagni, they're always doing two things. They're taking the poison of the sansar and giving Amrit continuously 24 hours a day. That is their only activity. And, and, that, and, and they don't have to be sitting in temples and wearing orange clothes and have, you know, all these people uh, following. Yeah, maybe that's there. That's okay. It could be the most ordinary person in the ordinary life being in such a state of consciousness. It could be a doctor. It could be an engineer. It could be a lawyer. It could be a business person. It could be anybody. It could be a student. It could be a child. It can be a man. It can be a woman. It can be anybody from the LBGTQ community, uh, QI community. It can be anybody. There is no stamp. You know the, the beauty of all of this thing? Nowhere in the scriptures of the Sanatana Dharma has anybody said somebody, that somebody is going to give you a stamp on your forehead saying that, look, you've got, you're there. You're enlightened, you're this, you're that. Jo khojega, wo paega. If you, if you want to realize this, you know what the barometer is of, of this realization? Akhanda ananda, divya ananda. Now, now somebody says, well, how do you prove that? You cannot prove that. You are in it. There's no proof. The proof is others will see that this being is resonating in some different, in pure joy. This, what is the proof that the sun is shining? 
If you're blind, you say, show me, show me the proof that is shining. It's if you cannot be convinced. It doesn't matter if you're convinced or not. You have to open your, if your eyes are closed, you say, I don't see the sun. That's your problem. Open your eyes and see the sun yourself. You don't know how to open the eyes. And that's the whole point. Divyam dadamite chakshu. Open the divine eyes from inside. And, and that technology of opening the divine eyes from inside is the, is the technology of the Sanatana Dharma, is the, is the presence of the great sages on earth. People, you know, enlightened sages are there. People see that they're doing something great. There's something So people start running after them. If you want to run after them, run after what their state of realization is. We glorify Mother Teresa, Ramakrishna Paraman, Sajanan Swami, Muktanan Swami, uh, Arbindu. We glorify all these fantastic people, Jesus and all that. How many people are ready to say, we are going to, we want that state? Who has that, that courage to even think that way? It's very, very nice to worship. Very, it's convenient to worship. It is a different matter to go beyond worship into the state, into that state actually. And that is what Shiva is saying. If you want to go into that state, these poisons are going to come up. And, and in this Sharitra particularly, he is deliberately putting the poison in the mouth. Who is going to do that? Only an enlightened being. Nobody else had, can even think of doing that. Not now, not ever. Wow. Let's stop here. We'll continue with the second two more parts on this on this on this uh, halal po, uh, po poison part. Then we will move on from there. Okay.